Hi, Cherise here with a special announcement. You can now enjoy select episodes of Detailed in video form. That's right. Detailed is now available on RCAT's YouTube channel. Now, you may be thinking, I already listened to the podcast. No need to watch it on YouTube. Well, trust me, if you don't want to miss out, even if you're an avid listener of the podcast, the video format is a completely different experience. Not only is it like hanging out with us, but you also get to hear parts of the conversation that were left on the cutting room floor. You can also see the photos, drawings, and video as we discuss the incredible projects that are featured. Come join us on YouTube. Follow the link in our show notes, and let's get into the details. This is an original podcast by RCAT. Try the number one most used website for finding building product information and save time and money. No registration is required with RCAT, so try it today and get ahead on your next project. Visit RCAT.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Hi, Sharice here. I recently had the opportunity to join the RCAT team at Greenbuild's 2023 International Conference and Expo in Washington, D.C. Greenbuild's 2023 theme highlighted the decades-long legacy and unwavering commitment of the green building movement to transforming the built environment to serve, prepare, and protect our communities in a rapidly changing world. I spoke with several interesting people who are committed to that effort and had a ton of great insight to share. We are bringing those conversations to you here on the Detailed Podcast as bonus content. Enjoy. My guests for this episode are two. I have two, and they're Oregonians. So let me tell you, this host is excited because they're healing from my home. So my guests are Chanda Littlefield, Sustainability and Certifications Lead, and Chris Motto, Research and Development and Technical Product Support at Nakamoto. And we are going to talk about what Nakamoto has going on in the world. But first, let's find out just a little bit about each one of our guests. Chanda, tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, so I went to school for forest management at Oregon State University and just graduated last year. I had a focus on wildfire management as well while I was there and our program was just very focused on sustainability as a whole. And so it's been really interesting working with Nakamoto Forestry with a product that is so sustainable and a company that is so focused on sustainable forestry as well. And yeah, it's just really great to be here. How lucky to find something straight out of school. Yes, in an area you really want to work on. Not everybody gets to do that. Absolutely. Chris, how about you? Tell me about you. Yeah, so I worked as a carpenter for a few years in a few different wood shops. I love wood. I'm kind of a wood snob, I guess is <laughs> what my boss would say. Yeah, and I saw an opening at Nakamoto when they were a real small company. Went in to go see what they were about and loved what they were doing. Yeah, was super excited to hop on board with them. And I've been there for almost five years now. So, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty special when you get to take a passion. Absolutely. And also be able to turn it into, you know, something that'll pay the rent. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the not, goal for everyone, right? Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, wouldn't we all love to be able to do that? Be able to actually have our work be something that we truly care about. Not everybody gets to do that. So that, yeah. that's pretty cool. Thanks. My first question is going to be, Tell me what Nakamoto is doing 
to contribute to the, this effort that many of us have going on of, of creating healthier buildings. Yes, there's actually quite a few aspects that I can mention that Nakamoto is doing and it really all starts with our forest management in Japan. So something that I didn't know until I started working for this company that is so fascinating is that in Japan they actually never clear cut their forests, the only thin. And this is so important to sustainable forestry in that, well, first of all, the forest is always there. It's only being thinned. It's not being fully removed. And these trees are able to grow to be healthier, bigger, and more productive as sequestering carbon. And then once we get the timber in Portland, where we're from, the finishes that we use on it are very non-toxic. They're all plant-derived. So it's really good in the for the environment in that sense. And then also so neat that the process of creating yakisugi, the burning process, it has so many benefits in that it has a much lower moisture content and therefore it's rot resistant and will last so much longer. It lasts about a hundred years. Also because the hemicellulose has been burned off, there isn't as much for the insects to get at. So there aren't really issues with termites or issues with carpenter bees in the way that you have with so much other wood siding. And then additionally, because it's already been burned, it's also more resistant to fire as well. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, all the, all the best things and all the things we have the most problems with. Exactly. So, I know I'm learning already. One of the things though, I think that we don't often think about that you just reminded me of when you said that is we need to learn from things other countries are doing, maybe better than we are. I mean, you know, mass timber is a big thing, you know, that we're really in, in Europe's been on board for a lot longer than we have. We do a better job of talking to each other and seeing what everybody's doing really well. Maybe we could all be doing really well in all those areas at the same time. So I appreciate you sharing that. Chris, how about you? Yeah, well, as Shanna said, you know, responsible forest management is a huge thing. The product in itself, Sugi, is a very soft porous material by nature. So it dries out relatively quickly when it's wet. So again, rot is gonna be less of an issue with our material. And I mean, all of our material is actually air dried as well. We use air circulation kilns. So it's a much lower carbon footprint than what you'd find with regular kiln dried wood or a koya or anything of that nature. Average life expectancy with proper insulation is, is 100 years with our material. And that's without maintenance whatsoever. And it could be prolonged if you do decide to you know, do color maintenance and add a finish to the surface. So, I mean, that in itself, it being an, an organic, natural material that's not treated with any sort of, you know, harsh chemicals, and to have that life expectancy is pretty incredible, I think. So. That sounds like a game changer. I don't, know, I don't know that I'm specifying anything that's expected to last 100 years, besides things like concrete. Yeah, we're really we're really hoping to open up the market more and and get more people to see this material and hopefully get it out there. More. Oh, I think we're doing a little of that today. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about a case study. I'm going to ask that each of you share a project where you've used your products and and how did those your products contribute? to that being a healthier, more sustainable, more efficient building. Start with you, Chandler. Yeah, so one project that I know of is a passive house that was done in Issaquah, Washington. And 
It's a really, really, really beautiful project. But what was so neat about it is the builder who is using our products, he chose it because of the durability. He likes to have a project or a home that lasts about 200 years is his goal. And our siding was really compatible with that because it would only need to be replaced maybe once, if that, throughout those 200 years. So you probably don't even really know if it can last longer than 100 years. Well, you know, it has been used for centuries in Japan. And so the way that we treat our siding is so authentic and so traditional that we have seen it last that long in Japan. You know, they don't really replace their siding in the same way that we do here. They just kind of let it weather and let it age instead of trying to fix it the moment that it looks a little bit different. And so there are a lot of buildings, a lot of homes in Japan that use the same type of siding. That's a, a recommendation right there. We'll just go look at the siding that's only been there for like, I don't know, 385 years. Japan. <laughs> we have a pretty vast uh, historical gallery as well, so. I bet you do. So do you have a project you'd like to share that you've um, used your wood and, and just your impression and, and the benefits that you see? Oh man, there's so, so Pick a favorite. <laughs> There's, I really love the the small projects that are tucked away in the woods, and I know that there's one actually in the gorge out in Oregon, and it's a, a small little A-frame project, and the client went very minimalist when he found us, and it's a very simple build. We do have a, a rain screen behind it, so I mean, it, that in itself is gonna, you know, give you better insulation value. But yeah, I would, I would say that project alone, just seeing the material, in that environment is just feels good it feels like it should be there yeah well it, i happen to know because i'm an oregonian yeah. that it is very difficult to get them to let you build anything in the gorge especially if it can be seen from the highway i mean it's almost impossible but to build even if it can't be seen from the highway the restrictions to build in the gorge because of the very committed effort to maintain the, the natural beauty of the village. The restrictions are huge. So you don't you don't get in yeah. anything built in the village if it doesn't fit and it doesn't work. So I did just you saying it was in the gorge, I'm like, oh okay. Now I, I need the address to go check this out. Oh it's a beautiful project. You should definitely go see oh, it. Well I'm going to because I live there. You live right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hopping in the car. <laughs> My last question is, tell me about some of your products. Pretend like I'm a spec writer, because I am. And I were to call you today, and I'm like, I'm interested in doing something different. Tell me what you've got. Yeah, well, I would start by asking what type of look you're going for, because we do have so many different options that look so different, and they all have these same benefits of durability and longevity. But, you know, we have our very, very traditional siding, which is the Suyaki and that has like the, the full soot layer to it, kind of the alligator skin look is what we call it. It's so dramatic. And that one is really fabulous. If it's unoiled, it's actually class A, which is nearly impossible to find, especially naturally with a wood siding. So that one is fantastic if you're building in a high fire zone or if you just want that very, very authentic, traditional Japanese style look. And then we also have our Gendai Unoiled is such a stunning one that doesn't need any sort of maintenance whatsoever. It's unoiled. It weathers so beautifully into this light, warm brown color. You know, I mean, I could 
rattle on about all of our products because they all are so sustainable. So I could tell you about every single one and why it's great. But if you reach out to our sales team, we have so much information can help anybody find the right product and it all is very sustainable. So Chris, you're the wood expert at this table. <laughs> I guess, yeah, between the three of us, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Just kidding. Just kidding. I, I don't know about her, but you are definitely <laughs> the wood yeah, expert no, over she's, me. She's got it. So tell me what is, because it, I, I get this vibe that you're you're an artist <laughs> as well. You have, or at least an artistic mind when it comes to wood. What is it about this product that appeals to you? What, it, what rocks your world? Again, you know, for me, it's, it's, beautiful like i said when i walked in and i saw what they were doing for the first time and there was just this mock-up wall that they had separating the production facility and the door that you enter from and i had never seen anything like that in person at least the material just you know tiger striped and then this heavy textured soot surface and it was just one of the most beautiful things i had seen and then learning the longevity and the process that it goes through and what can be expected and then it's the option of being able to choose do i want to let this naturally weather and age and take on a very traditional look and, and patina and, and be beautiful or do i want to apply a coat over it you know in five years and to have that option i think is incredible i think that you know because you don't know what you're going to feel in 15 20 25 years you might decide that now you want it to patina you know, and to have that option, I think, is great. And to not be just so tied to your decision from the beginning, I think, is, is awesome. So I'm going to go down a couple rabbit holes real quick. My first question is, and every spec writer is going to ask this question, so I'm just going to put you on the hot seat for a minute. How is it for affordability? Like, in, in, in what level of market is, is going to be looking for this? You know, not that people aren't willing to spend spend a lot of money, but what are we looking at for affordability? And, and you know, can I go out and get it tomorrow and actually afford it? Yeah. Or yeah, you could totally afford it. We actually keep our costs as low as possible. We're direct to consumer, and that helps us keep our pricing really low. And so most of our products are between the nine to twelve dollar per square foot range, with some being a little bit closer to the fifteen dollar per square foot range. And there are a lot of competitors on the market that charge so much more than that, but we really want, because we feel so strongly about how sustainable this is, how great this product is, we really want it to be able to be commonly used by anyone. It's not what I expected you to say. No. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I was expecting that. Oh, did we have to answer that question? No. That, that's fantastic. So yeah. I'm going to ask you my other rabbit hole question. How does, for installation, how does it compare? What Again, if I was writing a spec and I had to install your products, what do I need to know that might be different from a typical other, you know, standard, been around forever kind of site? Yeah, that's, or is there anything I need to know? No, that's wonderful. This is, this is a very common question for us. It installs just like any other wood siding. Like I said, we do require an air gap. So four inch strips behind the material, and we do offer some corrugated metal four inch strips because we want it to last the you know, as long as the siding's going to last. It doesn't have to be from us, but that's really the only thing. But I mean, that's good practice with any wood siding, and it's very common in, you know, Europe and everything like that. 
here in the West, though, we've fallen a little bit behind on that. But yeah, so an air gap is really the biggest thing. Other than that, it installs just like any other wood siding. Suyaki, the heavy charred surface that we offer for exterior is a bit more delicate. It just takes a little bit longer to install because of that. Otherwise, though, all of our materials are just like any other wood siding you'd install. So I have to ask, knowing the lifespan, what kind of warranties do you, I'm totally going into spec writer mode, sorry. What kind of warranties are offered on this? No, no worries. So we offer a five-year warranty just on the millwork. And the reason being is in Japan, our mills have been around for, you know, 50 plus years making yakisugi, and they don't offer any sort of warranty. Here in the States and in the West, we know that people are going to want some sort of warranty. So we do offer a five-year warranty, although we've never had any warranty claims, anything like that. We've shipped eight or nine. You would probably know better than I do at this point. Eight or nine thousand projects. (laughs) And you just said you've never had any warranty claims? Not. I'm not supposed to swear, so I won't. But um, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I need to. I'm coming when I'm done with my interviews. I'm coming to your booth. I want some. I want to see some pictures. I want a brochure to take back. Show you. Uh, and that is amazing. Chanda and Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. That is incredible. I know a lot about products. I didn't know anything about this, so hopefully a lot of people are going to go check it out. Yeah, it's, oh, I I can't wait. (laughs) Thank you for taking time out of your day. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, visit rcat.com forward slash podcast to see photos, details, and more related project and product information that we discussed today. While you're there, take a look around RCAT.com. For over 30 years, RCAT has been the resource for AEC professionals to find the right products for their project. Try RCAT and see how their tools can save you time and money and help you get ahead on your next project. Visit RCAT.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot If you enjoyed the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and sharing this with your friends. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back to share more stories and lessons learned to help you navigate your next project.